morning, everybody. We hope you're having a fantastic morning. Marissa and Lucas Gunner Terman in the house. What, what? His house. They call me Gunner. Like, shoot. He's channeling his inner uh, cowboy. See a shirt? Look at this thing. Tell you what. Horrible. We hope. Hey, Michelle, a, good morning. How are you doing? Michelle Hawkins. Michelle. Michelle Hawkins, how you doing? Michelle Hawkins. The lady. Great lady. Working this morning or lunch break? Or? You working hard or hardly working? Off. Want to know. Want to know your life, Michelle. Let me in. I bet she's working. And she's on lunch. Early lunch. And she's going to take an early. She is on early. That's my guess. Taking, taking bets now. It's our end. Mm. She is working. Hey, hey, hey. We know you. We know you. Adam. This morning we are talking about how to always succeed. And we're going to take a verse, a few actually, out of the book Isaiah chapter 1. And we're going to start in verse 16. And this is a great topic because the Bible clearly states and points out things that you can do practically. And that's the thing, New Testament, Old Testament, it's no different that you had to do something. You had to do something. And it's, it's very practical. You know, sometimes, um, especially nowadays, you'll hear something preached and you're like, how in the world do I obtain that? Like, it's so vague. Like, there's not a end point. There's not a like, you know, how, how do I even go from here to there? Like, I just, I just, I just poof, I just show up. And it's interesting that when you read the Bible, it's, it's not like that. Like, it's, it's a do and then you get. It's a, you know, even the Bible says, like, even when you give, you receive. But it's not like, I think a lot of people have this concept in their mind that, oh, I just get it. It just comes to me and I, and I just receive. And that's why they don't see what, you know, they, they plan to see. They dream to see because they just sit there and think that it's just going to happen. You can talk about that just being real. So we can be real with you guys. Just talking about that in, um... The uh, concept of, you know, even people talking about revival. They think that it's just going to show up because we serve a sovereign God and it just happens. Where you read the Bible, and don't get me wrong, like I've studied um, how revivals have come in the past. You know, whatever the revival is, Wells, Browns Revival, Azusa Street, all that. Yes, I've studied that, but it's something when um, different when you study it in the Bible to me, like, yes, that happened because, but still led by a man of God, a woman of God, what have you. But again, like, why aren't we still living within those revivals? Like, what is it? Is it just, is it just a wave or a tsunami or whatever? And then it, and then it happens for that amount of time. And then that's it. Like, like, what are these things? And a lot of those have been brought on by, um, People, prayer, yes, they come by prayer believing. But what I'm trying to say is if you have the mentality and mindset is of what you carry, you know, like Jesus, that was even before the out 
outpouring of the Holy Spirit, how if, if you say his life wasn't revival, then that's a lie. Like you missed that. He was casting out demons, healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, raising the dead. He was doing all of that. And then you look at even when the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter two and um, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy, the out, you know, busted out the seams. Thousands of people realized it, thought they were drunk. Wasn't that. And so next thing you know, Peter preaches to the very men, that very people that hung him on the cross and they get saved. They receive salvation. Thousands come to the Lord. And I mean, that's revival souls getting saved. Um, them now being able to go to the kingdom of heaven where they were in darkness. And so it's interesting that, you know, when Peter and John can go see a man and reach out their hand and this lame man can walk like to me, like that's revival. And so it's interesting that it's a knowing what they have and yet doing it. And so practically the Bible says, you do these things and this is what you'll have. So it's not a, maybe I'll succeed if I pray this amount of time or this hard. And it, and it's, and it's not that it's, it's a, it's a doing about something. Uh, Catherine Kuhlman said this, she said, I don't, I don't just pray, you know, just a set time and that's it. And she's known to, there's been people who've wrote about her who said, man, like she was a praying woman. Like she really did like pray without ceasing. Like people would walk, um, behind, um, you know, the pulpit before the service or meeting had started and they would like hear, you know, her pacing and praying with the Holy spirit. And one of the guys said, I didn't know when, uh, Catherine Kuhlman started and when the Holy spirit ended, like it was just so in sync and they were in union. But she said it herself, like, I didn't want to pray for an hour a day. And I prayed that day. And then it'd be, oh, well, the anointing flowed or this happened because that hour of prayer. She said, I didn't ever want it to be like that. So she lived in that constant state of realization of who she had. And that's the Holy Spirit on the inside of her. And, and, it's, and it clicks differently. Something happens differently when you realize what you have, when you realize what you carry, when you realize who who's living life with you. And so what we're going to talk about is ways that you know that you will succeed and it's practical things that you can do that you can implement in your life so that you will succeed. And, um, if you want to start in the scriptures in Isaiah, babe, Isaiah one sixteen says, uh, wash yourselves, make yourselves. Well, I guess we can go back. And so, if you read Isaiah 1, basically, God is sending um, judgment from Judah being some nutbags and um, being disobedient to God, right? And so this is coming from the Lord, and the first 15 verses are like, Look, you people are nuts, let's see. Um, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom, give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord, I've had enough of your burnt offerings, the fat of fed cattle, I do not delight in the blood of bulls, or of lambs, or of goats, so God just sending Isaiah to rip in this vision to rip up the people of, of Judah, right? 
Like, basically, I, I don't even like your sacrifices because of all of the sin and, sin and corruption and the disregard of the law that I've set in place, right? And so just going on and on and on, even verse 15, uh, when you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood, right? So this is in response to people hearing the law and disobeying it. Hearing, you can take that as the word of the of, of God, what He's asked you to do, and continually spitting on it and turning away from it and manipulating, right? just using his mercy, right? Using sacrifices as just a, a pick me up or a, a, a means to be able to sleep at night. Cause you know, your, your sins are covered for longer versus an actual repentant heart uh, turning away from, right? So then it, uh, it changes all of a sudden in verse 16, it says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are like red, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And uh, it says it right from the get-go. As soon as it changes course, and I don't know about changes course, but I feel like he just sets up the whole, you know, this is what y'all have been doing. This is how displeased God is in it. But look, you can wash yourselves and make yourselves clean. You can choose to put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Then it goes on, cease to do evil, learn to do good. And so that's telling you that you have a part to play. It's not just, you know, I'm going to quit this sin or I'm going to quit this addiction when God takes it from me or I'm my my, uh, what's up, Jamie? Um, you know, God, God is a good God. He's a powerful God. And so then you start using Paul as a, as a means to explain the, the one sin that you choose not to give over to God, because that's the thing you grow up thinking that there's certain sins that are easy to just get rid of, right? And that there's other ones that you're supposed to keep or you're supposed to battle with. But the blood has power. Jesus Christ has power over all, you know, dominion over all sin. And he can break it off of you. That's why it says his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, right? To follow his word is very, very possible when 
you care about his work. When you you make the effort or the action to value and uplift his word and his principles and his law over everything in your life. <clears throat> trying to find yeah, my yeah. yes yep, I, I concur with that you should do good i think it's um important to hit like at home to cease like god is telling them put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes and that needs to be known that the bible says that our sin separates us from the Lord. He says, your iniquities have separated you from me. And so sin, God hates. He, he hates sin. He very much dislikes sin. And so for us or for somebody to have a mentality or a heart, even as a someone with the knowledge of the word, as a believer, and to continue on sinning or like Luke saying, making it up excuses for sin or using grace as a license to sin. Paul tells you verbatim, stop, like, don't do that. Grace is not a license to sin. And so you need to get. Yeah, in case you've read that before, <laughs> he was being very sarcastic. He wasn't like, oh, what should we do? Just keep on sinning? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. No, he, he was said, like, no, hey, idiot. Yeah. What are we going to do? You're going to just use the greatness of our God and right. his mercy that he chooses to have mm -hmm. for us to go on sinning? Like, of surely we wouldn't do that. Right. And that's the thing. Like, the very reason, you know, Jesus comes as the lamb, as the perfect sacrifice, lived here, tempted in every single way that we are, yet did not sin, is able to take on our sins, is able to die with our sins, be, and him be, be the atonement for our sins is because God hates sin and there needed to be a sacrifice to get rid of sin because we couldn't do it. The Bible says in the book of Romans that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. This is the gospel. This is it. This is the good news. And so if sin is such a priority that God, the heavenly father was sinned, would send his very one son, his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for us, then you need to realize sin, that sin separates us from God, that God hates sin, that our sin, the Bible says in the book of James, brings forth death. When it's fully grown, sin takes us out. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death in the book of Romans chapter six, verse 23. So sin is not a good thing. So if, if someone as, you know, knowledge of this goes to church, a believer, whatever, has an excuse to keep on sinning, then they missed it. They missed the mark. You need to just pause, stop everything and get back on track because sin is be, should be something that we're disgusted with as believers. It be it should be something like you see a rat in your house. What are you going to do? Oh, hey, come here. Come here, little Remy. You know, sit on the couch and uh, let me feed you some cheese. No, it's disgusting. You want to get it out. You want to make sure that there's no more in your house. You want to make sure. I don't know if rats have nests. Unless you're bad at cooking, I would probably. I'd get rid of it, period. Luke if might live with the rat. If you're a terrible cook, I would oh, I'd give him okay, a shot. Okay, okay. He's talking about ratatouille. I don't know what you are saying. I would, I would give him a shot 
and see what he could chef up. Yeah, twenty four hour period to see. He if could he open could a make five a star restaurant. I get where you're going. I get it. I get where you're going. I he wasn't would, there. He'll eat a lot less than any roommate you can get. No, his friend was throwing it away. You ever seen Stuart Little? Oh yeah, he's pretty little. You can you can you can get one T shirt and make the rest of his the lifetime of his clothes. True. Very true. I don't think Stuart Little ever wore a different. No, never do. Exactly, because just get, they got one human shirt and cut up a, t- mm. a bunch of tiny little things and sewed them together, and he had lifetime endless supplies. Cheaper than a kid. Cheaper than a roommate. I just think it's a very you know. Especially if one could cook, let alone cook great, making five-star dishes, I could put up living. And it's like if I was single, live with the right. If. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Under the circumstances. So sin, terrible thing, huh? I lived with a snake. The snake didn't do anything for me. No, then it died. I think I think when Jesus came into my life, by the grace of God, the uh, snake felt it, and it not Luke. Would have- if not, it would have ate the my possible roommate. Okay. James chapter four says this verse seven. It says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you again. God, I want you to be so close to me. God, what do you like? You know, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Hello. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. It says what? Submit to God. You need to submit to God. That's where your power comes from. That's where the grace comes from. God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. If you read Proverbs, it talks about a sinning man. It talks about a man who has to continue on sin. Like he can't even lay his head at night unless he sins. It talks about um, his evil at the end of his life will literally bring him to death because of his evil deeds. And so sin is not your friend living an evil life. And what is that? That's lying. That's cheating. That's having to go out of your way to you know, thieves to steal things to, I mean, that's not an honest living. God does not like that. God does not like thieves. Matter of fact, the Bible says about Satan that he calls him a thief, you know? And so you're acting like the very, you're acting like, you're acting like the devil when you steal. It's crazy. You have to talk about this stuff, you know, but you do because people, believers want to make an excuse on why I should live that way. And I'm trying to tell you that it'll literally bring you down. It'll breed death. And, you know, once you do one act, you're like, well, I already did that act. And that's the lie of the devil. I already did that. Might as well. I can do it again. I've already kind of messed up here. I can do it again. I already flirted with her so I can take it a little step. Like I'm okay. 
you know, we're not that far out. Like I haven't slept with her or him, whatever. And, and it's, and it's just literally walking towards death is what it is. And so sin should be frowned upon, looked down, disgusted with run like Joseph ran, like get out of there, do what you got to do, but you need to treat sin like this. You need, especially if you're in the mix where you have yet to live a life free of it because maybe you have made up excuses. Maybe you've let temptation, you know, run rampant in your life and you didn't know that you could shut the door. I'm telling you, you can shut the door behind you on sin and you don't have to keep on sinning. He says it, you're not a sinner anymore. You are now called saints. You are now a saint. So that's a new identity. That's a new name. That's a new reputation in Christ Jesus. Forget what your friends of the past know about you. Forget what family knows about you, whatever. What does God, how does God see you? He sees you as a new creation, just like we read in Isaiah, because of the blood of Christ. So you receive that identity and watch, you'll walk it out. And when you do, they'll see in two weeks, they'll see in two months, they'll see in two years that you are a new person. They'll think, wow, like what, what did you do? Like what happened to you? And it's because you receive this understanding and you started to walk it out. You shut the door on sin. Shut the door on sin. The very thing that'll lead people to hell is sin. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is Christ Jesus. And that's what'll bring life. And so it's so important that you are done with sin, that you turn off the things. I know it's so simple, but it has to happen and has to be said that wherever this temptation is, the start of it, you know, uh, that you turn it off. If it's a TV screen, you turn it off. If it's an app on your phone that you got to delete, you delete the app. You go out of your way, just like you would go, again, if it's a five-star chef, Luke has a different opinion, but just like you would go out of your way, I know I would go out of my way to get some rats out of my house. I would make sure I would be looking out. I'd have some cameras if they like started to creep up or whatever. Like I'd be making sure everything was clean so they didn't try to find no food, you know, take out the trash, make sure the trash is put away. Like you do what you got to do to get rid of sin. You don't go where, you know, whoever it is, whatever it is, you make it a point to get rid of sin in your life. And I'm telling you, by the grace of God, you have the power to live a life free of sin. And that comes with so much, but it starts with getting rid of sin. You repent of what you've done wrong with. Repent, that means you're, you're remorseful, you're sorry, but it means a turning away from, that you don't go back to it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm done with it. And you're done with it. You lock the doors, you do whatever you gotta do. So I'd say if you're taking notes, the first thing you would write down is turn away from sin. Get it rid of, get it out of your life. Get, get free from it and, and turn away from it, right? That's what repentance is, right? It's not, it's not just, okay, I'm going to stop doing that because you know it's wrong. It is turning away from it, doing the opposite of what that sin was, right? First Corinthians 10, 13 says no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man but god is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able 
but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So this tells us two things for sure that no temptation that you have is greater or, or more intense or more of an excuse than what someone else has walked through. The Bible even says that Jesus himself went through all the temptations that we do, all the temptations of man, okay? Because you hear that all the time. Yeah, but if you only knew what I had to go through or if you only knew how I grew up or if you only knew this, and they're just excuses, you're, you, 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 you end up using something that could be an amazing, powerful testimony of, wow, you know, even though I started out here, I'm here now. And, and you, you take a victim mentality and your whole entire life, everyone you talk to or whatever, or every time you're faced with anything, you bring up excuses as to why something's happening. Because either you don't realize who you are in God if you if you're if you're a Christian, or you don't want to let go of something, and instead of because nobody tells people that, you know, very few people actually say, you know, I just, I just really, I really do like drugs, and I and I just want to keep doing them next my life. I really do just love sex, and I want to stay in it. You know, I don't want to get out of it. I'm addicted to it. I'm helpless. I have to have it, whatever it is. Most people that that deep down want to stay in that, whatever the sin is, portray or talk about how they want to be set free. and They want to get rid of it and they want and they're tired of it. And, you know, there's there's most likely, if not. For sure, uh, a part of them that wants to be done with it because nobody wants to just go through those things. Nobody wants to go through fake love and satisfaction and and um, joy and you know pleasures and everything because there are all those things within God. There's those things within the law, and you have to. You have to understand that you are capable of being done with sin. That as soon as you become one with God, as soon as you have Christ come into your heart, you're given the power to say no to sin Mm -hmm. and to to be over it. And isn't that like amazing to know that Jesus, like you said, tempted in every single way, yet did not sin. So his very, even though he was the nature of man, took on man, you know, came just like us, just like we are, but was able to say no. So now him living in our heart, that Mm -hmm. same nature of Jesus lives on the inside of us. So now we can say no. 
so if we really are in union with Christ, if there really is this covenant, if we really are, you know, one, he said that Jesus said it when he was on earth, that me and the father are one. And I pray that you and I, you know, as me and the father, that you and I are one. So if this is really true and we believe that, where is there a gap that sin is okay? or that we have to live this life every single day. I remember being in elementary school and someone telling me that people sin, every, every person sins at least one a day, like one sin a day. That's not biblical, that's not right. Then what Jesus said was wrong and it should get thrown out. Then what we're reading here in the Old Testament is wrong and it should get thrown out. It's not right and it's a bad preaching, it's a bad theology, it's a bad thing to hold on to. And so, because it's, it's not cocky. It's it's literally what the devil has crept into. Oh, that's a huge soft soft minded Christians that are trying to please everyone. You know, please every single political aspect in the world. And oh, you know, yeah, we're just like you. No, you're right. not. You know, yeah. you. you if I'm just like a sinner who's going to hell, exactly. then why would I choose to set myself apart and consecrate myself right. to God and his word? Why would I choose to, to turn the other cheek when things come my way instead of, you know, yeah. mess somebody up? Why would I choose to not steal and act corruptly for self-gain and, and immediate success? Why would I do all these things? Yeah. Because I'm set apart. The Bible says that you are a set, you are people that are set apart. Yeah, and what's the difference? If as a believer, you can sin and it's okay. And, you know, we can have people, ministers from pulpits say, oh, I'm just like you. You know, I struggle here. I, you know, again, I don't know why you're struggling. But anyways, um, I'm just like you, you know, trying to relate. What's the difference? How many sins get you to hell? Yeah. Is it once you have like a certain number then, or is it one? You know what I'm saying? Or is it the intents of your heart? Why are you talking about, as, as, uh, as Pastor Jonathan says, why are you making plans to sin? Yeah. Why are you opening that door and making a possibility for future sin? Yeah. If anything, you should talk. You, 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 you'll follow your words. And so if you mm -hmm. speak in an aggressive manner against sin and against the possibility of sin ever happening in your life again, your life will mimic that. But if yeah. you speak to opening doors or struggling, like Marissa was saying, that's not what God has for you. God doesn't have you to be a struggler. He has you to be an overcomer. He has divine intervention for you in your life. He's given you the greatest gift you could get, you could have, which is the Holy Spirit, to even discern evil coming towards you or evil in some in 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 your presence. And so, why would a God give you all of these things and preach so harshly against sin if He wanted it in your life at all? Yeah. If he wanted to, you to have any excuses for it. I mean, that's the thing. The Bible clearly tells you to avoid sin, yeah. to run away from it. Proverbs chapter four, verse 14. He says this. He says, do not enter the path of the wicked. 
maybe I shouldn't go into that back alley where I know my smells us smells smells smell skunks <laughs> yeah I always smell skunks Where's over skunks, there <laughs> skunk, smell skunks <laughs> avoid the skunk smell <laughs> or as Marissa calls sometimes man it smells like some coffee like babe keep walking <laughs> come on just in case you want to know how I drink my coffee. Like, man, it smells like some, you got some espresso going? Yeah, gosh, that's pretty, that's a dark roast. Come on, babe. That's a, a dark yeah, blend come on. there. That's not steam coming out of that, <laughs> out of that window. Come on. He says, do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Verse 19 says, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. And then verse 27, do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. So he's, he's not saying other scripture says it's better to cut your hand off or pluck your eye out than it is to sin. And so if you're wondering if, if it's a thought in your head, man, like, you know, even, even non-believers before I ever, before I ever accepted Jesus Christ in my heart, I knew it was wrong to sin. I might not have even known what sin was truly was like in a biblical reference i couldn't have i couldn't have listed off every single thing that was wrong to you you just knew like but i knew what i'm doing is wrong yeah i knew that or i just knew that sin period like whatever sin is Mm. i knew it was wrong you know everyone knows even if you choose to do it that it's that it's It's wrong right and so if you're wondering how much god hates sin because you know Again, even if you're not a believer, if you've heard an ounce of the Bible, and I would beg to say, if you if you haven't even opened the Bible in your lifetime, you still have some certain degree of knowing that sin is wrong to God. Whether you care or not, whether you value what God values or not, you know that there is a God that 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 is displeased and does not like you does not like you to sin (laughs) there's a god that don't like you no that there's a god actually i'll say this you know my catching he love you he might not like you he might not like you but he does love you because you know he might hate you and love you to be honest with you because god hates sin the bible says that yeah. god hates sin yeah and it actually says he it right here look at it proverbs chapter 6 it says this is what the bible says so going off of this it says a worthless person a wicked man walks with a perverse mouth he winks with his eyes he shuffles his feet he points with his fingers perversity is in his heart he That's devises why we point like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shout out to Kyle. Shout out to Sergeant Femeth. We'd be hitting the... Yeah. Yeah, over there. Do you want that table? Or you this want this one? table or this table? He devises evil continually. He sows discord. Therefore, his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly, he shall be broken without remedy. 
These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Listen to this next one. A heart that devises wicked plans. A heart that schemes up wicked plans. This verse doesn't even say going out, action. It says even a heart that in your heart you think about hurting someone. You think about deceiving someone. You think about something wicked, stealing, a heart that even in your heart. And why does the Bible say that? Because the heart out of the, the Bible says above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. So if in your heart, you're meditating about evil, about how to, again, harm someone, harm something, you know, um, what's it? Thievery, like anything that you could come up with in your heart, it's not just an action to get somewhere or to get whatever done. It becomes who you are. Again, you can't just do one thing and then that's it, I'm done. Unless you repent, you're remorseful, you're sorrowful, you love God and that's it. You see it build up. And that's why the Bible, I believe, says, and sin breeds forth death because it builds up this huge thing that leads to the road. <coughs> pathway so you have to guard your heart you have to guard your heart from the thoughts that try to come up a thought isn't bad like a thought doesn't make you a terrible person it's what how you if you meditate on those thoughts it's if you if you let that become the very nature of who you are what you do with that exactly but even right here just hitting a heart that devises devices wicked plans that's just you thinking about evil continually so so and that's that you can, making plans to exactly commit evil. Right. Like to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why you need to guard your heart. Yeah. Proverbs says it above all else, guard your heart because everything you do first Proverbs chapter four, 23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Keep that heart, protect that heart, guard your heart. Because if you're sitting there and you're thinking about maybe maybe someone at your work, maybe a family member, whoever talked bad about you, did you wrong? Good morning, John 316. So good to see you. We love you so much. You are awesome. You are awesome, John 316. Shout out to Juan 316. (laughs) And so it's so important that you protect what you're thinking about. Just like the Bible says to meditate on the word day and night. You need to meditate on what the thought comes in and what you end up creating because that's who you're going to become. That's who it's going to be. And so if it's, if it's bad, if it's about hurt, and that's why when situations happen, you should really think about what you're thinking about. If someone at work, you know, talks behind your back, whatever the situation is, you could get offended so quickly and you could say, you know what? I am over this person. And then it goes to, I'm done with this person. But then it goes to how can I harm? How can I hurt? How can, and then it's like, hello, you're planning out evil to do and so that's bad that's wrong because that's going to become who are and not only that those plans eventually you'll need to see action to them and so you have to and this is what the lord hates he hates that kind of person who does that in their heart and as good as it is to just not think of them right like if i if, if someone crossed you or if someone um did something to you as as 
quick and as easy as it is to be like, okay, I'm just, you know what, forget it. They, they pissed me off. They, they wronged me. They did this. You know, I'm just not going to think about them. As, as, as good as that is, it's far better to try and, and take the extra step and see them how Jesus sees them. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not always fun, I'll tell you that much. But you'll be able to revisit them in your mind. And though you don't have to throw the information that you know out, you can, you know, the Bible says to be as wise as serpents, right? So you need to, if someone crossed you over or uh, wronged you, you need to, you, you don't need to be naive towards it, right? But at the same time, when you, when you view them as, as Jesus did, and, and even though he was able to identify, you know, tax collectors as being corrupt, he still loved them. He even had one of them um, become one of his disciples. Right. And so you need to be able to assess that information and make the right choice on how to handle it. Take, you know, get it, truly get it covered by the blood. Like, not like, oh, just go get it covered by the blood. Sometimes things that people do hurt, you know, I mean, they, they really do. You put trust or you put time or effort, um, into someone or they have a really they're able to paint a really good picture of themselves so you you're like man that's a good guy and then something happens and you're like wow like I really I thought they were a good one you know I thought they I thought I really could trust them whatever it may be and so when that happens instead of just not thinking about it and then you see them at the at the store one day and all those feelings start rising up again get it handled take it to the lord cast the bible says cast all your cares on the lord and so again if it's someone you cared about or if that it involved a situation that you care about cast it on the lord give it to the lord lord i don't know what happened i don't know why that happened but thank you that you you can redeem me you can thank you that you can make this okay that you'll take this situation and that nobody can 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 harm a child of God, that vengeance is yours. So I don't have to take this upon myself to try and, you know, catch them when they're, when they're slipping and, and do something wrong to them or, or pay them back. You will pay them back on my behalf. You know, thank you, God. And you, you, you know, you do that for a minute, five minutes, or, you know, some people are, are pretty crazy, so you might need 10 minutes, but a short period of time of you casting it on, on, on your cares on, on God will, will do wonders for that relationship. And you never know. I mean, they could have done that. They could have either not known what they were doing or, you know, just not been aware of, of, mm -hmm. of what they were doing, or they could have had a bad day and were acting out of flesh. And as we talked about, I think it was last week, they might forget about that time right yeah. after that and, and be completely normal. They might have been acting, you know, whenever he's, whenever, uh, yeah, when, when, when Jesus told Peter, get behind me, devil, he didn't kick Peter out and, and, and bash him and, and, you know, WWE people's elbow him. He, he, he spoke to what was coming out at that moment, 
and knew that that wasn't Peter. So people can be used in their, in their, in their times of weakness, you know, so don't let that hinder you. And don't let that, don't let someone's bad attitude, bad character, bad decision-making be the reason you are on like a list Mm. that God hates. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got offended. You stayed there. You didn't give it up. You didn't cast your care. Like that's unforgiveness. What does that do for you? It puts you on a list of things that God hates a heart that devises wicked plans. It's not worth it. You can spend your time doing something else. And here's the thing. It's interesting that it's, you know, pumped into it's okay. Like, you know, keep on, like keep on sinning, keep on struggling when you've clearly been given power to overcome just like we've been talking about when sin separates you from God, when all of this, like you don't have to live this way. Like Jesus literally went to the extent that he could to give up his life so that you didn't have to be in the bondage of sin anymore. That's broken off because of the blood that he paid for. And so it's interesting that, you know, the God of this world, Satan wants us to grasp sin because even one sin can bring us down. Even one sin will weigh us down or even one thing we struggle with, or this is, you know, the thorn in my flesh and it's actually sin. And it's like, hold on, wait a second. What? Like, no. And so, cause uprightness and a person with a, an integral heart that, that actually causes you to succeed. When you say no to sin and you walk in integrity, when you walk in righteousness, that causes you, that causes success to not only come your way. And it says in Proverbs chapter 11, it says this, verse three, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Akeem on YouTube. A giant of the kingdom and to my sister whose voice has set apart for a, I, we love you. You are amazing. Hey, what time is it there, Akeem? I'm, I'm interested. It's about 10.52 a.m. here. I'm interested to know what time. They go forward or backward? I feel like they're before. I had to guess. Not it's like six. Yeah, I think it's like ten out. It's gonna, six gonna, p.m. Six. So there's Zambia. Seven Did I guess six, six? p.m.? I think so. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta cheer for yourself. I don't cheer. For, I just like the little ta, ta. six p.m. 6 Let's go in Zambia. Nice, nice. And well, so it says. At least it's cooler than uh, in ten fifty three and in Dallas. So. <laughs> no, literally. Oh well, I don't know. Out of six. Yeah. Oh, that's true. The it gets sun, hotter here in the afternoon. That sun better go down. Isn't that weird? Guys should come over for dinner since it's almost seven. <laughs> <laughs> How long is that flight from the states to there? We'll come over for dinner right after right after lunch. You don't have to make a lot. 
Oh, I want to know how long that flight is. That's cool though. We have we have uh, corresponding meals. They're just different meals. Yeah. Eat our uh, lunch when you. Some people eat breakfast. Eat breakfast. When we eat. We don't, don't eat breakfast. We don't eat breakfast. We really. Like ever, even when we're out of town and stuff, we don't even eat breakfast. Twenty six hours, you could still make. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. We're gonna need one of those. What is it? A Falcon? Yeah, twenty seven or something crazy. You can make it places without even. Having what a flight! Fuel up. Flight. Twenty six. I still want to do hours. it though. My knees. My knees would be like, oh. Still want to do that for My knees would be like limes, just. I could put you in a good chair. I would, I would stand up and my knees would. You would be crazy on a walk. Why is that? Because I'd just be ready to go. I mean, we do three-hour flights. I can only imagine 26. What's crazy? Is I'll drive almost, you know, up 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 to twenty hours in the in the car. Yeah, and I'll be fine because I'm able. I think it's because I'm able to do stuff and like you know think and yeah. like we're going places and stuff like that. But in a plane, that's what I'm saying. In a plane, that time adds up quick. I'm like, all right, the like, grace of God will be on you when ready we do to go. It. Yeah, you know, when we do it, the grace of God will be on you. No, we'll do it for sure. Yeah. I'm ready. I'll be miserable to I want to go you. today. That's, that's. No, that's what I'm saying. The grace will be there. You'll be fine. That's perfect. <laughs> hey. Akeem, we love you. That's how much we love you. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's okay. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not paying, paying anybody for, for the airtime. Right. We can, we can talk, yeah. we can talk all, all day, especially for you, Akeem. Let's see. It's good to hear from you. So Proverbs 11, 4, it says, but righteousness delivers from death. Interesting that sin literally brings forth death, but righteousness will deliver you from it. And so it continues to say, verse five, the righteousness of the blameless will direct his way aright, but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. Have you ever met, I know there's more to this that I want to read, but have you ever met someone and they never have a good day? Like they just... And maybe you're this person. You can't seem to like see the light. You're like, why is everything never going my way? It's always, we were talking to a guy a few weeks ago and um, he was like, man, like I can't ever see, he had just gotten out of prison, um, all this crazy stuff with a family member, uh, finally like getting clean, getting his life on track, making money, paying bills. And yet he's like, I can't come out from this one thing after another. Like his past was just, you remember the guy? He, um, grass. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, and I remember it because <laughs> I was like, who? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember it because one thing that happened a year ago, he's trying to like pay a fine for that. One thing that happened six months ago, he's trying to come up over from that. One thing that happened four weeks ago, he's trying to come up from that. And so it's just the wickedness, just to be honest of a person's life that'll continue to bring you down. And they, and, and, and maybe you're there and you like, you're like, I don't get it. I don't get why I can't seem to like breathe. Like I, this, I feel like I'm on top, but I'm not. And this is a joyful, like as, as far as what you can be in the natural, this yeah. is a joyful guy. 
It's not like he's just coming up to you. Hey, girl. No, like I enjoy. He comes up to you with to a him. huge smile. Yeah. Hey, what's up? You know, he's fun to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the difference of creating your own joy and what the what you can create in the natural and trying to, you know, get because that's what he would say over and over again. Yeah, you know, I'm try, I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to to do good. I'm trying to this and that. Um, you know, I was going good for a little while and then I slipped up and that's the difference between letting God come into your, letting Jesus Christ come into your heart and change you as a person, give you supernatural strength that as we talked about earlier, will always provide, did I read that verse? Will always provide a way out. I'll read it in a second. Um, that the Bible says God will always provide a way out. Yeah. When you try and fight things in the natural, you're limited. You're limited to what you can do, and it becomes miserable. It becomes so hard that you have to look to alternative things to get you through the day, to get you through the night. To help you fall asleep, to help you cope with the lack of power that you have as a human being. Because again, this world was originally made to dwell with God. You know, death wasn't a part of it. Uh, Being miserable wasn't a part of it. Uh, You know, none of, no bad thing was originally intended for God's children. And sin brought that in. So you cannot successfully, righteously live on your own separate from God. It's, it's, it's not possible. Yeah. And sin was the open door for Adam and Eve for their downfall. Yeah. So sin in your life is the open door for your downfall, period. And so that's why Proverbs 11 goes on to say... <laughs> The righteousness of the upright will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be caught by their lust. When a wicked man dies, his expectation will perish and the hope of the unjust perishes. The righteous is delivered from trouble and it comes to the wicked instead. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there's jubilation. By the blessings of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. And then just verse 19, actually let's do 18 and 19. The wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. He who what sows righteousness, you will receive a reward by just having and living this righteous. Yes. Coach Foley? Coach Foley, the man. <laughs> Me not knowing his first name, but seeing Foley. <laughs> the, man, the man amongst men. <laughs> a man's man. A man's man. And so you are the man that'll (laughs) the man that'll scare you by hearing his voice. 
The man that'll scare you looking at him, but he could be behind a, a closed door. Here's the thing. I heard that wow. And not even yell at from you. From a distance. And you'll feel the vibration of his voice. I heard that wow. Yeah, it had a... We, we love you, Coach We Foley. love you, Coach. It's, it's good, to, it's good to, to see you coming. Good to hear from you. And so it says that even you living a righteous life, like you being that, you, you being a man or a woman of peace, of integrity, of good character, like, yes, those things are like not even talked about now. Like, it's okay. Like you can, you know, sow discord over here. Like you can be messy. You can have drama. No, according to the Bible, first of all, you know, what's up as a person when you live that life, we just read it. What would happen can't even sleep at night. There's no peace. You know, I'll, it's interesting praying for people that you get that sense of you just do. And I'll ask people a lot of the time praying for them. Do you, when you sleep at night, is there like, can you sleep through a, through a night? Can you sleep through the night? And they say no. And you just pick it up. Like, to be honest, like spiritually, it's not hard. Uh, it's not, you can tell can tell what they get themselves involved in. The Bible tells you verbatim. And so the Bible says in the book of Psalms, you know, as a child of God, like you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. And so when you're going against these practical things, when you're opening the door for sin, when you're opening yourself for, you know, just like we read the lust of the eye, all these things, you're opening yourself for your life to have havoc. For things to, you know, a company to go down in shambles, for a marriage to get broken, for, you know, whatever, dishonor to come to your house because of sin. And so sin is so important to get rid of. A wicked man, by his own wickedness, we just read it in Proverbs, will bury his own grave. If you want to take yourself out, keep sinning. If you want to lose that reputation that you have, if you want to lose that company that you spent 20 years on building, if you want to lose everything, then keep sinning. But if you want to have a guide, the Bible says righteousness will be your guide, then don't sin. Then choose the right thing. Choose the right path. And that's doing the, don't steal. When you have the opportunity, when no one's looking, and I've seen, I've seen crazy videos like this. I'm sure maybe you have, where it's like on YouTube, this guy literally like puts like uh, paint bombs or whatever and things just because he, he knows people are going to steal things. So he'll leave like this package. They don't even know what it is like out in the yard or on someone's porch. And then they take it and they take it home and he has a camera in there. You might've seen this, you know what I'm talking about? And the next My thing favorite you know, is, you're talking about the UPS packages? Or whatever, it's just like door. a box. Yeah. My favorite is the uh, purses. So a girl will leave her purse and like talk on the phone Uh, and whoever will like start unzipping it and and it just shoots on like all over their clothes and face. And so like, it's obvious. I've seen it where, where the person literally takes it home. He's sitting in his living room and boom, like, and he's like, and he's like on camera and it's like, guy, like those are, those are funny to me. But just because you know, the nature of a person, you know, who could care less. No one's looking like, let me take when no one's looking, do the right thing. And again, like that'll start in your heart. Imagine not scheming in your heart to do wrong or evil. Imagine the opposite. You know what? I'm going to open this door for this person today. Who does that anymore? That could be you. <laughs> I, there's things that don't Good do job. There's things that do. 
do that. Then you have the people that freaking. Okay. You okay. start holding the door open for them. Okay. No, you you first. I'm like, I grabbed the door for a reason. Just just go through it. No, 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 no you're okay. All right, man. So I have to like, Luke, I almost yeah. just want to like, when I walk through it, just grab it and close it, close it shut. Like, I'm blessing you. You know, today. whatever. That's fine. Um, but the righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the blameless will direct his way aright. The righteousness of the upright will deliver them. The righteousness is right living. That's yeah. choosing to obey the standards, uh, and common agreeances, you know, because there's 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 right living and laws in the Bible that you have to follow, but there's also just common sense and and practical laws that you that you follow on Earth, right? In certain countries, you don't go to a country and just blatantly not follow a custom. Now, I'm not talking about a custom that that defies god's word or anything like that but if they say you know shake with your right hand or your left hand because you you know i, I don't know is it china that where you you uh type with one hand only and you shake with the other something like that but if they say that you 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 obey you 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 uh Wipe your booty how they tell you to wipe right you you appreciate that and it's interesting that it says the righteousness delivers from death the righteousness of the blameless will direct his way aright the righteousness of the blameless will direct his way aright so if you will just stop crossing people and you will start living right you will start obeying rules and doing doing right by people truly having their best interest in mind then it will direct your way right. It'll start to change. You can you can enable things in your life. You can you can begin or continue on or go back to doing things in a right way, and it will begin to change your heart. It'll begin to make you into the man or the woman that you're supposed to be by you by you enacting favor on your life and and it will bring favor it's crazy how you know once i heard god and you know you know it god has a covenant with us like i get it but once i started thinking of god as a covenant god things started to make sense a lot more because you have these people that have a lot of favor on their life. They'll see doors open up and they will see blessings come into their life. They'll say they'll they'll see friends do do things that you wouldn't even think of. And you know, they they might not even be saved or they might not be living to the fullness of what they could be as a Christian, right? But because they make it a point in their mind to not wrong people, to follow the rules, to do this stuff now, and they might not even be tithing or giving. So they might not have their, the money that comes in and blessings that come in. They don't, they might not have protection. But a lot of those people give to the poor. Yeah. And, 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 you know, 
again, they might not have protection on their money. It might, it might go as fast as it comes in, but because they do right by people and because they live a blameless life and, and, and don't cross over people, steal, kill, you know, do all those things. They see favor and blessing come into their lives. And it's so interesting that, you know, because I always would thought, you know, I don't know, why do these people get this blessing? Why do they, you know, all of them, I get, you can bring up, you know, oh, well, they're in the uh, what is it, Illuminati and, and they're, they're only getting blessed because they're uh, following the devil and made a covenant with the devil. Okay, the the very few that are getting used and abused by the devil so that they can have or show worldly wealth is is not what I'm referring to. I'm I'm talking about the people that aren't that aren't choosing to fully consecrate themselves to God or just aren't saved but still do right on the earth and you see favor enacted on their lives. And it just goes to show that God really does respect his word enough to release the things that he's promised. That when you do certain things, that's what we're talking about all week. There's things that you can do to live your best life. To live a full and blessed life. There's things that God gives you to do. And when you do them, you will see God's hand on your life. But it starts with you making a decision yeah. to, again, shut the door on sin. I'm done. I'm not going to live like that anymore. I realize now why I can never see like a good day, a good week, a good month. Like I want that. I'm telling you the next six months of this year can be the best six months you've ever seen. And it can start with you saying no to sin, with you getting right with God, whether you've prayed a prayer in the past, whatever you can start today. You can get back on the right track or you can get on the right track. Maybe you've never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. Maybe you've never known that you had to do that. And you're listening to this. You're watching right now and you're saying, I need to do that. I want to know that Jesus lives in my heart. That if I were to die today, that my name is written in the book of life. And I want to know that I have him in this life, that I can succeed, that I can go to him for anything, that I can, like Luke was saying, cast my cares on him. I'm not alone. And so if this is you and you're watching and you're like, that's me. I need to get right with God. I want to repent. I don't, I'm done with this wickedness. I'm tired of having to, you know, go to other things to try to feel this joy that only God can give me. Like I want to live this life for him and I'm ready and I'm all out and I want to do it today. You can do it right now, wherever you're at. I want you to repeat this prayer. Let it come out loud from your heart, out of your mouth. You can just repeat the words that I'm praying and you're going to pray to your heavenly father. Say, dear heavenly father, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I confess all of those sins to you right now. I acknowledge I've sinned and I acknowledge my need for a savior. So I repent of all of my sins and I believe Lord that you raised Jesus from the dead, that he died on that cross, all of my sins. I thank you that they're covered by Jesus's blood. I thank you that now Jesus lives in my heart. And I thank you 
that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, congratulations. We're so excited for you. You can go to wherever you're watching from. There's a link to the website, overflownowministries.com, and connect with us. And we just want to cheer you on and celebrate you. (laughs) Such a long noise. But yeah, go on on the website um, and let us know that you got saved. Comment. Let us know that you got saved and and, and we want to celebrate that. It's a huge step. It's the first step that you can take to live everything out that we're talking about. To live it all out and not have it taken away. You know, and that leads us right into to giving. To, so you give so that you can rebuke. God says he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Over, over not only your finances, but your life. That he'll rebuke the devourer from taking and stealing what yeah. is yours. What you've been given by God. What you have uh, obtained through your job or through what you've, what you've poured your, your blood, sweat, and tears into. It, it sucks to, to get things stolen from you. You know? I don't know, I don't know what's worse. Whether to, to live in lack or to have everything build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, and to have it all taken, you know, swiped out from under your feet. Right? And in living with God and giving when the Holy Spirit tells you to will will keep both of those things out of your life. It will open up the windows of heaven so that you can prosper the way that God's asked you to prosper, that God's demanded you to prosper. You're not you're not supposed to be a, a, a weak uh begging Christian. You are to be the Bible says, the Bible says, and this isn't me, the lender and not the borrower. That means you are to be a source for people to go to, for, for employees, for, for people to see the prosperity of what it is to be a, a child of God. The prosperous way of living that God has for you. You're to be an example of that. And beyond that, like we just talked about, he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He will protect your finances. He will protect your family. And he'll protect your endeavors as you give to him. And I just want to thank you in advance. We'll throw up the uh, giving graphic. And I just ask you to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Won't ever, uh, won't ever beg you or, or tell you that, you know, to keep the lights on or whatever we need. We really need $76 to we pay got this plenty of lights. We're good. one electric bill, right? Give as the Holy Spirit has intended you to give and watch as he pours out a blessing. And we, and we look forward to hearing it from you. In your testimony, the ways to give 
You can go to overflownowministries.com slash give. If you're on a smartphone, you can go through Cash App, dollar sign Overflow Now Men. You can reach us through Zelle at overflownowministries at gmail.com. Or you can write a, a, a check or send a, a, a physical payment through P.O. Box or two P.O. Box 467 Rowlett, Texas 75030. Akeem said, do you have PayPal? Uh, we can definitely, we'll definitely work on that and get it in, in no time. We'll try to have it by the end of the week. Because... You will get your blessing. Yeah. Just take an IOU for now. <laughs> but this week we are so excited for what God has in store. Yeah. I mean, even today, like, that's huge. Because even, you know, people don't walk that out. They don't realize, like, why am I living like this? Like, why, why is my life distress? And it's that simple. You saying no to sin and living an upright life. Like that's where peace is at. That's where you, and that's a huge thing. People are striving to find that people. All I want is some peace and that's how you do it. Live a righteous life. Walking uprightly. Tired of being depressed. I just want peace. Mm -hmm. I just want to be able to sleep at night. Just want to be pain free. All of those things can be obtained in a healthy way. Under the power of God, so that you don't have to reach out to these pharmaceutical companies to achieve that and get and just get linked, linked up with being dependent or your plug or your plug, your pharmaceutical. You don't have to go to any of them anymore. Yeah. Are free from them. Jesus gives you the power to be free. You just have to accept him. You have to choose to live life with him. Live a holy life that he will give you the power to live. Again, like we read. You have grace. He said, be holy as I am holy. Yeah. That's it. Walk, do the right thing. Like, yeah. don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't do these things. Stay with your spouse, the one that you're married to, the one that you have covenant with, like honor each other, you know, all these things. It's just, it's simple, practical, you know, it's different than the world. So it's probably going to be different than what you're seeing. Yeah. But you link up with the right group of people. You'll see that it makes sense to live like that. And you'll see people in success. And next thing you know, because of their honoring life, upright life and then you'll see your life and you live that way and you'll see success happening to you that you sowing this you're reaping that and then of course the things that no one else can give you that are internal you have it you're able to sleep at night and your sleep be sweet you have peace you have joy you have these things that you've never had before it's because because you're living a life of righteousness i guess i did read this earlier but just to touch on it again God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with temptation will also make the way of escape 
that you may be able to bear it. So cut out the excuse that that something's too too big or too strong or has has such a hold on you that you cannot um, get past it or get over it or get free from it. And you, that's the thing, you might not be able to on your own, but that's why we, 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 we're making a point to give a salvation call at the end of these, these podcasts is because with Jesus, that's how you're able to, to, to be set free. That's how you're able to get over what was, what was hard and difficult as, as a man or woman on your own. And it becomes easy with Jesus that sometimes you don't even, you don't even, you know, just by accepting Jesus in your heart, it's not even a, a, a thought anymore. It just yeah. frees you from it. You know, mm-hmm. you have victory over everything. Certain things you, you have to, you have to apply the blood. You have to actually think, you know, give it to God and everything. Some things will get taken away in, in a moment's notice. You'll think different, walk different, act different, look different. People might be able to see a glow that they've never seen on you before, you know, and it's, and it's with Jesus. But we'll let you guys go. We look forward to uh, this week's podcast. We'll, we'll stay on, on the theme. We got, we got uh, plenty of points to cover on living a successful life on truly being able to be the overcomer in life. You don't have to skate through life and you don't have to be. You don't have to be down in the dumps. You don't got to be the weak Christian. You might have, you might have grown up thinking that you were supposed to be. Yeah. You can be an overcomer. You can be a strong and mighty woman, man of God. Got this. And it's fun. It's a lot more fun being a, a, a mighty man or woman of God than victim. I got you. We love you guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for giving. If you ever want to partner with us, you can reach it, uh, the link through the, the website, and uh, we will see you guys tomorrow.